0: I didn't know a single pose name besides downward facing dog when I started and to this day I'm a teacher and there are lots of poses that I still don't know I'm like wait what's this called and and that's okay because yoga is a never-ending journey it's not something that you achieve and you check off your list and that's it it's something that you continue to show up to if you decide to take um you know if that's the path that you want to go down
1: That was Mary Oshner. Hey everyone and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Sessions. My name is Danny Pomploon and I am your host. Today I'm coming at you with session 107. Uh, I got Mary on the show and we ended up talking about beginners and teaching beginners yoga. Uh, Mary has been doing a lot of uh, tutorials for beginners and she also has um, an app as well. Um, She's super passionate about just getting new people onto the map. What I really loved about this conversation is she really emphasized how um, not every teacher is ready um, to just go in for beginners because some of us have to be patient for it. Um, and the other thing that I really loved too, is just her really well-balanced approach at meeting the student exactly where they're at on the mat. It can be really hard and intimidating for new students to come into a class and then, you know, they take the wrong yoga class and then we lose them forever and we never get them back. And the more people we get on the mat, obviously, the better it actually is. And just before we get into the show, I wanna remind you guys that our podcast support page is up. Um, the more that you support the show, this supports our online community. Um, and that goes with that same, but big thank you to everyone who listens to the show, who stays active on the show because without you guys, this show wouldn't even be a thing. Uh, these conversations wouldn't even happen. Um, so yeah, just a big shout out to all the listeners out there. I, I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to listen to the show. Um, if you could check out the support page at com slash support. There's different tiers of supporting the show. $2, $5, uh, 15 and then there's like a eight. But just $2 a month from like i think it's like 200 of you guys would help get the show sustainable which helps us create this content goes into like the editing and more importantly it allows the community to stay connected and it allows the community to grow so go give it a shout you can always leave a review on itunes as well and big love over to our friends at sf yoga magazine you guys rock And without further ado here goes the show Mary, welcome to the show.
0: Danny, thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm so stoked to uh, to actually get to talk to you just on the pod. I mean, I love talking to you in general, um, <laughs> but <laughs> now I get to talk to you on the podcast. So we get to like dial in whatever it is that we want to do. A little All quick right, backstory yeah, f- for the listeners. Uh, Mary and I became friends because of Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> As a lot of, I feel like a lot of my, um, my friends in the last year, um, I've really got close to because of Instagram. People talk a lot of trash on Instagram and I get it. Sometimes it's a, it is a little bit much, but I've got to say, you know, versus just dogging it, like, why not use it um, to your advantage? So I I follow people that actually inspire me and I start to make genuine connections with people that inspire me. And, um, I've learned a lot from your Instagram, which has been super cool. You do all those really awesome demos and those Mm -hmm. how-tos and yeah, Instagram has been I mean, super awesome. I met some really, really, really amazing people, including yourself.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I know. I (laughs) love Instagram too. Obviously I, it plays a huge role in my life and my business and in my community. And I couldn't agree more like hate on Instagram all you want or social media in general. I think it really comes down to how you decide to use it as the user. And If you're using it as a source of inspiration instead of a source of comparison or sucking your time away, um, it can be a really powerful tool. And just like you, I've been able to connect with so many people that I never would have been able to connect with before there was a, a platform like Instagram or social media in general.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a lot of people that I wouldn't have met or connected or even like some of the things, you know, I've, I've personally used Instagram for uh, like myself. I kind of use it as like an online journal. Uh, but uh, the way that I use it as a user is, um, like I go into like learn things from different people. Like I've learned so many cool techniques or different like entry cues and things like that just by following people around on Instagram. It's been really cool. It's, oh, there's absolutely. so much knowledge out there.
0: So yeah. much knowledge out there. And that, I mean, obviously you and I are both super into yoga and Instagram, funny enough, has been such an influence in my yoga journey in so many ways. Like I, I started practicing yoga just because I thought it was like a cool workout. And this was right around the time, or it was a couple years in, I think, but around the time when Instagram started getting bigger and I started seeing these amazing yogis online. And I'm like, Whoa, this is so much more than just like the class at the gymnasium that I go to, you know, I was just going to like community classes. And so it really did open my eyes to like all the possibilities that without it, who knows where I would have been in my yoga journey.
1: Yeah, for sure. And now you're doing, I mean, so you, you, you do a lot of like how to videos and demos Mm -hmm. on your Instagram, which I think is super cool and super helpful, but you've also created like an online platform because of that, because people were asking for more and more, how did you get started and how, I mean, how, how did your, how did your journey to online yoga get going?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I, back when I was like doing yoga, I took my teacher training and I was teaching like one day a week, but still working a full-time job. And I was learning more and more about online business. And it's just this space that we've never, you know, as a culture, like we've never had before, like the internet connects us to so many people. It makes this enormous world that we live in so much smaller. Mm. And so I was learning more and more about online business and I knew I wanted to get into it and again it kind of just things started to fall into place i mean i instagram has literally changed my life so i'm obviously a little biased because i love that platform and it's like my primary way of creating my content um but it was such a fun way to start sharing some of the teachings that i had so i kind of just i knew i wanted to create an online business and i knew i wanted it to be around yoga and so i just started playing around and testing the waters and creating these tutorials. And it just picked up and more and more people were like, this is amazing. Like, so for those of you who don't know, like I create mostly beginner Instagram tutorials, like as much as I love seeing those like beautiful backbends and like you, Danny, like beautiful handstands and stuff. Like, unfortunately I am not there yet in my own practice. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So I create, um, so it kind of led me, I'm like, well, I know how to teach beginners. Like, let me break things down for beginners. And I just got like an explosion of people that were like, thank you for making things that I can practice. And like, thank you for making things that I can actually follow along with and aren't just these like crazy yoga dreams, like hashtag yoga goals. Like, right. Actual things that people can use. And so getting that feedback from people, I just kept creating and creating. And then through Instagram, of course, um, I got a message from some guys in San Francisco who are app developers and they reached out and we collabed together. This is obviously like long story short, but we collabed together and created, um, a yoga app to help people practice at home, help people um start their yoga practice if they're beginners but also get build some consistency in their practice instead of just you know a 1 minute tutorial that just shows a couple of poses it was actually a guided class that gave more solid instruction and so, yeah, so I have like, thank you, Instagram, for kind of connecting <laughs> that for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, kind of to touch on, on, on a few things that you just said, like the beginner stuff is really important. And I think that a lot of people forget, like in order to do handstand, you've got to be able to dial in the beginner stuff. There's oh, no absolutely. way around it. Like, yeah, really simple things done really right, make the other things uh, really uh, accessible. And you'll start to find that like the other shapes and whatnot are are in the simple things. We just forget it. when We get caught up on the big shiny thing versus like, Hey, let's just go back to the basics or, you know, build the foundation of it. Oh,
0: absolutely. I was just talking about this um, with my friends in yoga book club. (laughs) And I was telling them how, when I was in yoga teacher training, we had a yoga schedule that we had to follow every day. And it started off with like, I think it was like three sun A's and three sun B's every day. And then it bumped up to five and then it bumped up to 10. And then it bumped up to like adding more poses into your sun A's, creating more of a flow in your home practice. Mm -hmm. And I've doing 10 sun A's and 10 sun B's is physically pretty challenging. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're working your body. It's a very repetitive movement. And I will never forget the transformation I had in like the rest of my practice with my strength, my mobility, in my body, my ability to breathe deeper in the poses just by doing sun A's and sun B's. Right. So that was such a profound takeaway from that where I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Like there's so much value in these basics and it's so easy to brush it off and be like, no, I want to do the fancy stuff. Like, I mean, I did too, you know, that was a huge motivation for me as well, especially when I first started. And but really honing in on those basics of a simple flow like a sun salute A or B, you can really make some significant strides in the rest of your physical practice that way.
1: So what's your approach to going in and teaching beginners like starting to I mean, let's let's start to dissect this a little bit deeper, or, you know, for there's, for the students that are listening and also for the teachers that are listening in there. Um, what is your approach when you first start teaching beginners? Like how do you what's your your methodology or your your thought process behind it all?
0: Yeah. So what I really like to do is make something accessible to anyone. And what I mean by that is I'm huge on modifying things. So you'll see that in a lot of my Instagram tutorials is I'll, I'll show you a pose, but I'll also show you ways to modify. I'll show you ways to use props in your practice to get you to a version that's good for you. Because not everyone can do every pose that you're going to put into a yoga class or into your yoga flow. So I'm huge on kind of teaching people to really own their practice and find ways to make their practice work for them. And then once they are familiar with that space, then they're able to take things further. And in in my case, like a way that feels good for you, because, you know, I've injured myself through my yoga practice by taking something too far too quickly and I want to, you know, obviously some, some of those lessons you need to learn on your own, right. but I want to be able to, sh- to make people feel comfortable, especially beginners. Like it's okay. If you can't do something perfect, let's find, let's find your perfect warrior one, or let's find your perfect triangle pose instead of feeling that need to have to like nail it on the first try.
1: Right. And, and also like to like, i love i love that you said that like it's really finding your perfect pose for your body because yoga poses don't exist other than our own bodies you know what i mean
0: Oh yeah, so we absolutely. have
1: we customize them to make them fit us you, you know and and Without having to force, it's interesting when people try to force shapes into their body. And I love what you said about, I've injured myself doing yoga, not yoga injured me. Because the truth is, is that we're the ones doing the work and we have total control whether we want to go further or deeper back off or, you know, be honest in our practice or or not be honest in our practice and push a little bit too, too far.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have a pressure that we want to, I mean, we're humans. We want to do things good. We don't want to be beginners. Being a beginner at something is very hard, especially the older you get. And I try to make it as accessible and sort of like, I want you to modify, like, let's try modifying first sometimes and then see how deep we can go instead of the other way around so that they do feel comfortable because we do, we want to be good at what we're trying to accomplish on the mat, off the mat. I mean, you know, you want to be able to do it the quote unquote right way. And I want people to understand that the right way is the way that works best for them.
1: Now what about for the advanced practitioners that are listening to this and are like, I don't need, I don't need beginner's beginner stuff. is like blah, 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 blah. Like right. I think there's so much, you know what I mean? Cause I'm sometimes I'm there. I, I just posted, you know, today on Instagram, on Instagram, that was a cheap plug. Everyone go to my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I just posted on Instagram today. Like even me, I, 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 I've been talking a lot in, in class about, you know, Satya and, and being really honest in a practice and you know, that, the. the the responsibility of learning to back off and also not selling yourself short and mm-hmm. you know like even myself and I'm a, you know I'm a teacher I should know better but I totally go into yoga and I totally try to win yeah <laughs> you know what I mean you know what and there's other people <laughs> Yeah. There are other people in class that are doing handstand. And I'm like, I totally wasn't going to go there. And I'm like, I need to do handstand now. <laughs>
0: well, and I don't want to sit. like, that's not a bad thing either. I almost don't like it. On the other hand, when a teacher like doesn't want you to take something further, when you have that space and that ability to, and mm. I kind of get away. So like, I I've I, there are definitely different beliefs on this. Some teachers love it, some teachers hate it is when there are students in class that start to do their own thing and start to kind of take something into their own hands. Mm. If you don't like that, that's on you. You know, that's the style of yoga you teach, but to me I love when I see a student really own their own practice. It does not bother me mm-hmm. one bit. Of course, as long as yeah. they are being safe, as long as they're not hitting someone else in class, you know, th- right. that's another situation. But I think there's nothing wrong with taking something further. And as far as like that competitive, like I, you know, it is, it's a great area because it's like, is it my ego that wants me to go there? Because the person next to me is doing a handstand. Now I'm gonna try to like, hey, I can do this too, bro. Or
1: 100% that was my internal dialogue. <laughs> Assert my dominance. Right. Assert, look how good I am at yoga.
0: <laughs> and that's, I'm totally, I've totally been there too, Danny, where I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm about to flex on this, you know, split. I see. I'm much better at like the flexibility side of things. You know, I'm much more right, of a pretzel right. in yoga and, yeah. and there's, and that's kind of crossed my mind too. And I mean, I don't have a right answer for this, but it's like. Where sometimes I will almost hold myself back because I don't want my students to feel like, oh well, I can't fold flat like she can, and I don't, yeah. and I don't want my students to feel that way. So that's a fine line. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Like,
1: I just I, I think more of like, you know, there's at some points. Oh, God, there's a lot to this. Okay. I, well, first, I, I do want to touch back to like the beginner's mindset in a second, but more specifically to this point, like I think that at some point. You have to forget all the alignment, like, you know, you just have to forget all the alignment that I'm, that I'm teaching. And I think at some point you have to just get rid of all of, there is so much knowledge out there that we don't trust our own inner wisdom. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's, and sometimes what I think about like inner wisdom is not just like trying to flex in a, in a, in a, in a class, but just sometimes your inner wisdom is like, just play just have fun. Just go back to like that inner child. And if you want to kick up in a handstand here because it's fun, kick up in a handstand here because it's fun. Yeah. You know, at, at some point you might be in like a, I don't know, whatever pose and something else might just feel good because it feels good. Like go for it. Like it just, it, it's, I just think it, being able to let go in a practice is also really sweet, but there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. Don't be that person that comes into the classroom, gets into the front row. And when we're doing child's pose, you're popping up in a handstand that's just distracting mm-hmm. and it's really hard for you know the rest of the people in the room to the other beginners that are looking you know like to the person in the front cuz we all teach all you know mixed levels classes mm-hmm. these days you know can get distracted and lost and and even as a teacher it's really distracting you know what i mean
0: yes it definitely can be distracting i know i again like i say it's kind of a gray area because there's that piece of me that is very happy to see a student take their practice into their own hands but then on the other hand it's like You also don't want that to be a distraction to the other students in the room.
1: And same thing with like the people that come into the room and they just sit there, they just sit there and they just don't participate and they don't do the thing. Like you came here to do the thing and now you're just sitting there with this smug look on your face. And this is also coming from a place of like, I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what their day is like. I'm just making total assumptions here. Mm -hmm. But if you came to do the thing, like let's actually not sell ourselves short and let's step into this and like do the thing. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had people come in and just start just hanging out versus doing any of, I don't know. It's just, it, it, like you said, it's, it's a really, as a teacher, sometimes I want to get really frustrated. And then as a teacher, I have to remember that I got to be compassionate and I don't know what that person is going through. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they're at. I don't know if they're intimidated. I don't know if they've had a bad day. I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. So I'm just making like a general assumption. Hey guys, this episode is supported by Bretton Bush Hot Springs. They're a super cool remote retreat center located in the Oregon Cascade Mountain Range. The thing I love about this retreat center is they have tons of offerings every year. Some of them are based on movement, some are based on meditation, but pretty much anything you're looking for, you can find. The other thing I really, really, really enjoy is that they have tons of trails that connect to the Pacific Coast Trail itself, which is super cool, Pacific Crest Trail all their food comes from their farm, so it's local it's all organic and sourced right then and there check out brettenbush.com that's b r i e t e n b u s h.com and now back to our show the other thing i was going to uh, like dial back to i think that even as advanced you know quote unquote advanced practitioners having a beginner's mindset is super important because it takes you back to your roots one but it also takes you back to the basics which works you know when we can we can we can get caught up on you know the information train and try to like well i'm going to learn more about handstander i'm going to learn more about this and now i want to like change this up and that's really great but all that stuff started from a really simple place and so i think you know, even as advanced practitioners going back to that and and honoring that is really good. Like doing some, you can do sun salutation a 30 million times, you know, and learn 30 different things about it and, you know, find different muscle muscular activations. There's always something new to discover and to inquire. If you can break out of the thought pattern of like, well, this is done now. I have to move on to the next thing. You can go back and explore a pose, like, like a beginner would, you know?
0: Oh, beginners go
1: in and, and, and they're like, wow, this is my feet touching the ground. Like, or here's the arch of my foot, or I've never felt, you know, as if I put my heel down, my hamstrings turn or whatever it is, you know, I think sometimes as advanced practitioners, we can, um, take advantage of that. You know, we just kind of like, well, it's in my body. So I'm just going to keep moving back. And then we lose the curiosity, you know, we lose the I think beginners, like child, like children almost, you know, they, everything is brand new to a kid,
0: you know, well, you're like
1: three years old and you're like, what's new? Everything. everything.
0: (laughs) Easy to get to. And I will, I will say this in my classes fairly often to not just go through the motions when you've done, you know, a vinyasa a thousand times, it's very easy to just kind of throw your body in each shape instead of mindfully arrive in each space and feel that experience and that sensation. And then go on to the next.
1: Yeah. How have you seen your own journey progress as a teacher, you know, going back into teaching like beginner, you've discovered that you really love teaching beginners. Like you, you love that. You love making it accessible. How's that changed your own uh, teaching and and your own practice?
0: So the thing about teaching beginners, that's very fascinating is how clear you need to be on your instructions. So A a beginner is not going to know the pose names, let's say. You know, they will eventually learn them, but they're they're not going to be familiar with that. So you need to use words and phrases and directions in your cueing very carefully to make it clear so they're not confused and and feel frustrated because of the miscommunication. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. That is probably one of the biggest things I've that you will learn as teaching beginners. You think teaching beginners is very easy because oh they're beginners. Like, you know, but it's actually a lot easier to teach an advanced group of yogis because they kind of know what they're doing. They know the swing of things. They know kind of the rhythm of a class and whatnot and what to expect. Whereas someone who's new and someone who is brand spanking new, they don't know. And so to make right. those things very clear, I'd say that is probably one of the biggest things is learning how to Um, with your words, how to instruct someone, but also, you know, so again, back to the Instagram platform, putting it in text and in writing. So I, my captions on my Instagram posts are usually very long and to try to word things in a way that are short and concise, but explaining something that's kind of complex is, has been a challenge. And that's actually been one of the biggest takeaways from as a teacher on this journey is kind of learning how to craft that verbiage learning how to cue people in a way that makes sense and is very clear. And I use a lot of very basic, like a kid could read my Instagram captions and understand what I'm communicating. So I don't include a ton of Sanskrit. I don't include a lot of um, anatomical, you know, words and jargon and that sort of thing.
1: How do you then decide where you're like, okay, maybe I'm going to progress this a little bit more or like use different queuing now to, cause you can, I mean, queuing can change and make things more difficult and, and a little bit easy, but how do you, how and when do you decide, okay, maybe I'm going to up-level this for them or, or start to take them a little bit further in their beginner's journey?
0: Yeah. So this goes more into my online space because that is where I feel like I've created this little group of beginner yogis. And now some of my beginners are starting to advance onto things further and, and kind of want that next challenge. And Mm -hmm. so how I've been starting to introduce it is through the yoga challenges that I've been creating on my yoga app. And so I'll Mm -hmm. have a series of, you know, 30 or so classes. And it'll usually start off very beginner, very, very basic that anyone could access. And then as we go through... I'll start to pepper in some more challenging or some more quicker transitions and that sort of thing or less instruction because I know that they've already been through this. They already have learned the fundamentals of, of a warrior too. But you know, now instead of going through those again and again and again, I'll start to just cue the pose and then I'll I'll start speaking to something else. And so that's sort of been the way that I've been to kind of take them from the, all right, now we know how to get your body into this shape, but now taking it that next step further, even of, all right, now I'm going to allow you to find your way here. You can obviously look at the the video and see what I'm doing if you're not sure what I mean, but I'm not going to guide you so much physically. And now I'm going to tap into something a little bit deeper. Like, where are you experiencing the sensation in this pose? You know, how is your breath in this pose? That sort of thing
1: where do you start your beginner's journey? Like, where do you start? Like, you know, those, those people that are ready to start, it's, it's, you know, early on in the year. I know there's a lot of, you know, resolutions and whatnot. Where do you, how and how and where do we start? Yeah,
0: that is such a good question. So the first thing I, there's
1: so, there's so much out there, you oh, know, yeah,
0: there's absolutely a lot out there. So, and that's the thing to keep in mind too, is like, everyone's going to have their own teacher. So get out there. And my advice to someone who wants to start is, To just find a class, whether that is a class online, whether that is a class on a yoga app, whether that is a class on or a class in person at a studio or like a community class, find a class and just go. And you're going to have to do that a couple times. So don't just go one time and think like, oh, I did it and it was weird and I didn't like the teacher and I'm done. Yoga is not my thing because it takes it takes time to kind of get in the rhythm of it and see different styles of people teaching. Um, I usually recommend people to get started. Like if I were to suggest a sequence, I always suggest Sun Salute A. And some people might disagree because there are a couple somewhat advanced, you know, like Chaturanga is an advanced um, yoga posture, but I think there's enough ways to modify that sequence that that's a good, simple enough sequence to get you moving. And I think that stepping on your mat is sometimes the hardest part of all and taking that leap into like, all right, I'm doing this. So once you get there, you know, there's a lot of ways that you could start your practice, but I would definitely start with some sort of guide or teacher, um, And like I said, find a beginner class and just do it and and do it for a couple days or, you know, take a couple classes or sign up for like a group session or something like that and and just get into it and give it a fair shot and know that it's totally okay to feel clunky or to feel like you have no idea what you're doing (laughs) and not know a single pose name because we all start there. I didn't know a single pose name besides downward facing dog when I started. And to this day, I'm a teacher and there are lots of poses that I still don't know. I'm like, wait, what's this called? And, and that's okay because yoga is a never ending journey. It's not something that you achieve and you check off your list and that's it. It's something that you continue to show up to if you decide to take, um, you know, if that's the path that you want to go down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so many good points and, and also like giving yourself that permission to just Be clunky is so smart. (laughs) Oh my god! I remember when I first started yoga, I was like, "This is the worst. This is embarrassing for me and everyone else watching me." (laughs) We all, (laughs) you know what I mean.
0: We all feel that way. And I think that's another thing that I want people to know is like it's okay to kind of suck at it at first and to feel very awkward because even when you're doing new transitions, you'll feel awkward even if you're an advanced practitioner or whatever. So it's, it's okay to be bad at something when you first start. That's why, you know, that's why we call it a practice.
1: Yeah. I think for this, it's so simple and so basic, but we, that, that saying, you know, it's called the practice, not a perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But People go in there like me and they're like I got to win first place I got to win first place.
0: And <laughs> I was that.
1: It's fun to have a little good. I was that way too. It's fun to have like a little good competition. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun sometimes, but you know, it's also nice to remember, you know, to come back to to the really simple, you know, Basic things, and not just even in the physical body, but also in the mindset Mm -hmm. as well. You know, things that the beginner would do, it'd probably listen a bit more and take more time and be patient and also discover and and like, you know, have some self-inquiry there versus just being like, I'm going to go for it. And, you know, keep going, keep going, keep trucking Mm -hmm. along. You know, you almost get pulled away. You almost get detached um, from the process of it, you know, and there's something sweet about like going through each of each piece step by Mm -hmm. step. I remember when I first started teaching, I was like, we got to move really fast and vinyasa this and vinyasa that, chaturanga, chaturanga, chaturanga. It was like a chaturanga party all the time. And now I'm more inclined to have things go a little bit slower and really feel the nuances of, of the physical body. And I, I think that, you know, when we give ourselves that permission to, s- to slow down and, and go back to the basics, it not only gives us permission to the physical body, but also to our, our mental and emotional body. It gives us permission. It's almost giving ourselves that physical per- permission to slow down and start again so that we can listen to ourselves, slow down with our hearts, slow down with our minds and start again and, and readjust. And, oh, and hell you know, yeah. again, it's coming back.
0: Oh, you yes. Know what I, mean? I it was a power it's, yoga junkie when I first started. I was like, if I don't get my ass kicked and I'm sore for the next day or two, like it was a waste of my time. Like that was my mindset when I first got started. Yeah. And <laughs> it wasn't until I went through teacher training and we did things very, very slow. And we would hold poses for like minutes, which feels like an eternity when you're holding a pose. And it, <laughs> it like forced me into this space of appreciating a slow and deep practice. And you will, I mean, you, and you kind of touched on this too. Like there's so, when you just hit a pose for like a one breath, like, you know, like the one breath, one movement style of like, you are just moving and grooving through these poses. You do not get the same experience from each pose is when you hold a pose for five, 10 or more breaths. There is a much different experience from those two. And obviously you can find a blend in between, you know, you don't need to hold and, and move micro snails pace, but it's it's definitely appreciation but i think you need to get there on your own and i think a lot of people do once they continue you know when once it becomes more than just a workout and something that you're doing to like get in shape you know you start to tap in deeper to the mental side of the practice you start to tap into the pranayama and the the whole other like aspect and then start to connect and weave these two things between the The experiences you have on your yoga mat and the experiences you have off of your yoga mat. And it takes time to get there. I, yeah, it just, it takes time. It's not something that, I mean, you might have. And like, I did, like, I remember my very first yoga practice I ever took was in a gymnasium. And I remember feeling like, this is the first time I've taken a moment to take a breath and feel myself breathing. That's insane.
1: The, the first yoga class I ever took was this is this is insane the first yoga class ever I was 18 years old and I took Tim Miller's primary ashtanga unless
0: <laughs> oh and you, you want to know what I'm most impressed is that you came back <laughs>
1: I had, to, <laughs> I had to take – I literally had to take – I, you guys, I kid you not. I had to take two days off of work because the next day I woke up and was like, ow.
0: <laughs> wow, Danny.
1: But the assistant in the room was so kind, though. They were like, see this person on your left? I'm like, yeah, they're like, just watch them and do what they're doing. <laughs> wow. That's- but I kept going back and I had no idea. I had no idea. Like, I just thought like, okay, like this is yoga. This is what it's supposed, this is what it's supposed to be. It's got to be like this every single time, right. you know? Um, I didn't really even want to like start the yoga process. I was trying to impress some guy that I was dating <laughs> at the time and you know, they, were they, him and his friends would go to yoga. So I had to go to yoga too, because you know, I didn't want to be like the odd one out. I had to like, you know, go and impress- <laughs> that's what I had to do. <laughs> I
0: love that so much.
1: In retrospect, um, maybe I shouldn't have done that, but You know, whatever. whatever Everyone's journey is unique
0: to themselves. Yeah, whatever gets you there. I mean, some people find yoga because they've gone through a traumatic life experience. I, for example, did it because I thought it sounded cool. Like, how stupid is that? But I was like, oh yeah, yoga. That's cool. Like, I want to have a yoga mat and like go to yoga practice, and. And right. I got hooked, you know, so people find the practice for a meal or you go because you're trying to impress some dude, like, you are you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever brings you there, like there's going to be, um, you know, some people will find, I read an article when I was in teacher training and it was like, uh, I'm going to mess this up. It's like the four different kinds of yogis. There's like the athlete, there's like the mystic there in there. I can't even remember what the other ones are, but like. You know, there's so many different ways that you can find this yoga practice, and it just makes me happy when people find it. I don't care if you got there for some stupid, egotistical reason. I'm just happy to see you on your mat, and whatever gets you there yeah, and keeps you coming yeah. back is good in my book.
1: Yeah, the athlete, the architect and the mystics.
0: Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah,
1: yeah it's the different it's the different characteristics of, of of yoga students and also as teachers as well. It's the people that, you know, the athletes are the ones that like I want to go in and get my ass kicked and that's my yoga practice. And then there's the mystics that are like what's up with this subtle energy? What's up with chanting? Tell me about Ganesh. like speak to speak to that. And then the architects are like what is internal rotation of your femur bone? And what happens if I was to actually yeah. rotate it with my hip engaged and reach my arm about the same time, break it down for me. Like that's, <laughs> you know, yeah. th- and it's true. Like we, there's these different characteristics and there's so many ways that, you know, like whoever, you know, listening to the show, whether you're a teacher or whether you're a student and you're brand new, or you want to go into teaching brand new, it's nice to understand that about yourself. And it's nice to understand that about your studentship as well. Mm-hmm it really helps you find like where to go, like finding a teacher and not just popping into, let's say you're not necessarily a Bhakti person and you jump into a Bhakti class as your first one. Eh, probably not the best.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I kind of touched on too. Like when you are getting started is, is, is. F- Is being open minded to the fact that you might not like the first yoga class. Maybe you'll love it and you will just be like, oh hell yeah, I found my yoga home, like this is where I belong. But it's okay too if you don't feel that way. If maybe you didn't Mm -hmm. really connect well with the space, with the energy, with the teacher, or the style of teaching. That's okay too, you know, but don't give up. Like that's what I really want to encourage people is don't let that be a deterrent to make you never come back to your practice because you had like one weird or bad experience with it. Be open minded. Mm Um, You know, continue to show up and you will find a teacher that resonates with you. And, and then once you find that person, you know, stay with them. And, and then maybe eventually you'll expand and go on and find a new teacher. Maybe you'll have more than one teacher. And, you know, that's, that's all okay. Every, everyone's journey is different and unique to them.
1: And maybe eventually you become a teacher. And
0: then maybe you become a teacher like we did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. Mary, I am, uh, I like, I mean, we've said this in in our own conversations, but I'm just so stoked that we've connected and we've become friends and, you know, you're so knowledgeable and you're an inspiration to watch. And I love to see, um, it's nice to see someone going out there and like having passion for beginners. Like, and it's, it's so clear in everything that you teach and even all of your demos and whatnot, that you, you're. I think that yoga is so important in so many ways in my life. And I also think that the more people doing yoga, the better the place will be. Even if they start physical, it's probably going to go deeper. Mm-hmm at some point. And, uh, it's really great to see your passion to, uh, to get people on the mat. Like you're just, you're just all about getting as many people as your butts on the mats. And I think it's so cool. And, and you're changing the world in your, in your special way. And I, I appreciate that so, so much. Oh,
0: thank you so much, Danny. I know I am so, so grateful that we've connected through Instagram and yep. yeah, love it or hate <laughs> it, but it's, it's definitely, yeah. it's a blessing to, to meet people like you. Absolutely
1: same same well until the next yogi misfit sessions this is danny and mary saying peace out
0: thank you